You're listening to a podcast produced by Kayama Community Radio. Hello, and welcome to Path to Wellness. I am your host, Liama Aisha. It is estimated that over 300 million people worldwide practice yoga. Today, I am speaking to yoga teacher and owner of Emergence Yoga in Kayama, Tony Panopoulos, to try and find out what it is about yoga that keeps so many people on their mat. Hi Tony, how are you today? Oh, very well, very well, Nihama. Yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty good actually. Excellent, excellent. So you've been doing yoga for quite a number of years. Yes, yes. Um, I actually started, my first class was with you. I know uh, it was. <laughs> just trying to think, probably probably a decade ago now. Yeah, at least. Must be, must have been 2013, around the end of 2013. Yeah, so. that sounds about right. Yeah. And what inspired yeah. you to walk into that yoga class initially? I was actually uh, having... A lot of lower back issues. I'm a, I'm a tradie, so you know, tradies back, I guess they call it. Yeah. And I was getting acupuncture at the time, and I happened to be in a Lifeline shop, and I picked up a book. You know, a, a box of books had just come in. Right. And on top of the pile uh, was a book on yoga. Okay. And so I picked it up. Hadn't even been priced. I said to the girl, how much? She said, oh, look, give me a dollar. You know, I said, okay, here you go. And so I walked out and I was actually flipped through this book and I was interested in the meditation part. So, well, initially I um, I said to my acupuncturist, I said, look, you know, what's this yoga thing? Will, will that help? And she said, oh, look, just do it. Just try it and see how you go. So anyway, so I'm, I'm looking through this book and I... The meditation part really jumped out at me and I tried to do it on my own and I don't know, it wasn't working. And it said it's best done with a, with someone to teach you. And I thought, okay, I'll better go find a teacher. And I was walking past the, the studio. It was early morning. Class was just coming out, 7 a.m. And I saw these people coming out. So I walked in, went up, met you and said, I'd like to try this yoga thing. Will you teach me? And you said, oh, oh, yeah. You said, oh, look, it's an advanced class. I said, look, this time works for me. I know my limits. And uh, you said, yeah, come back next week. And the rest is history, as they say. Like the first class, straight away, I felt the difference in my back and I knew I was in the right place. And yeah, 10 years later, here I am teaching and running a studio. So there you go. (laughs) That's (laughs) definitely changed your life from from that first class. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mm. So what inspired you to actually go get your teacher training and then open a studio? I was been doing yoga for a few years and I got involved with the running of the studio and I knew everyone and then um and then the, the studio came up for sale and it got offered mm. to me and I thought, Oh yeah, you know, I'll jump into that. Okay. Um and I bought it as a student with yes. the staff and everything and I was just gonna run it from the point of view of a student. And then what I found after the first year was that Whenever there was a teacher not available, I'd find another teacher. I thought it'd be easier if I could just step in myself, right. you know. So initially, I did it as just to be able to substitute to help out. 
and I actually found I enjoyed teaching. So mm. I, I got into it. I do like to have other teachers around because I, I don't want to burn out. Mm. I, in my head, I'm here for the for the long run. So I figure if I do too many classes, I won't last very long. So yeah. So and I and I like the fact that there's variety for the for the students and different things going on and. Like they say, variety is the spice of life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how we've we've continued on. So, we moved over here. I had it in Manning Street for a year, and then moved over here to Terralong Street, and we're coming up to what are we five and a half years now here. Okay. So, yeah, moving along. So, yeah, and it's changing all the time, and I, and I like that, and different energies coming in and out, and. Mm. Yeah, and then the community side of it is really building up. And yeah. I think that's adding a really nice dimension to what we're doing and it's drawing different things in, different modalities. So but, Emergence Yoga has been a community hub for quite a while. Yeah. How do you keep that going? How do you build that community hub? Yeah, we're, we're, we're open to all. I also find socialising, like yeah. after class with students, just going to a local coffee shop and sitting around and and it's funny I, I we set a limit because you know the class goes for 75 90 minutes yeah and we always say you know i always look at my watch and go look this this coffee's going to be longer than our class it's time to go we, we never we never cross that line it's right. really that's, funny that's it's always limit. a joke yeah like we don't go past that point but you know from that the students have more opportunity to get to know each other and a lot of it, our morning clientele is elderly mm. and they're creating their own support networks and Fantastic. people giving people lifts in bad weather and mm. just following up on each other. I haven't seen her for a few weeks, you know, I wonder if she's well and all that sort of thing. It's, yeah. It is a nice thing and it's really nice yeah. to be part of. And you organise yeah. occasional walks and other things? It's nothing formal. It's like Saturday morning, meet at the studio at a certain time and... You know, we have a look at who's come and what the weather's doing and we'll go for a walk around some headlands and, and it's showing people what is around and what's available and it's just another opportunity to get out there in nature, mm. especially at the moment. There's a lot of whales around yes. and, and yeah, just, again, just the social aspect and mm. we always end up in a coffee shop. It seems to be the way of the, <laughs> the way of the, but Kaima's got plenty of them, so it's not hard. That's right. <laughs> And I love yeah. that because I, I walk a lot, but sometimes I don't want to go by myself. I, I suspect as people get older, then that gets even more scary to actually go by yourself. So you want someone to support you in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we've it, it's nice to watch people then physically supporting each other when we do go to slightly more difficult access areas just to, to show people, like we often get out around the quarry Right. Especially in the you know the biggest surfs, you get that beautiful pounding effect coming through there, and and there are different paths, and we assess you know what's going to work for people, and yeah. and we work as a group you know and problem solve as we go and say mm. yeah look we can get there or we can't get there or or for me it inspires me then to go and explore and find new places to take people and and we're finding too there's a lot of really nice uh, rock pools right like individual rock pools around the coast that are hidden gems and at low tide especially things pop up and then to be able to share that with people and mm. yeah it's been really really gratifying really. i love it yeah yeah absolutely so what physical and mental health benefits have you found from yoga in your own practice but also in your students well personally 
being a tradie for, you know, 35 years now, it's just been an absolute, you know, miracle. And realizing that, um, it's funny, I used to go, I used to go to the gym and, you know, you'd pump iron and then you'd do a couple of sit-ups and, you know, you thought you'd, you'd work your core and, <laughs> you know, and then you come along to yoga and you work out, you've got no core. Yep. And then you realize that's the, you know, the back issues come from that. And, um, and then you, you work through that and then, I've come to the realization of how important stretching is mm. to the body and how little of it is done. It, it, even though these days it's great to see that the gyms have got a lot of more stretch classes mm. and they've got yoga and, and they're finding that balance between yep. the two. Because I mean, often I have young people in here, you know, triathletes mm. who have zero flexibility. And I look at them and, you know, I say to them, you're risking injury every time you go out by having no flexibility. And, you know, and, for them, they're, they're one injury away from retirement, you know, at, yeah. at the tender age of 25, you know, and it's like just getting that message across at the importance. And then moving then on to yin, I say to people, the hardest thing to do is to relax, mm. but it is the most beneficial thing for your body. And until you go into those levels of relaxation, you don't realize how unrelaxed you are. Yeah. And then once you move into those, then the body kicks in, takes over and begins to release all the stress that it's holding. So just realizing that mm. and working with people and seeing the changes in, in the students over time, mm. you know, um, you tell people the benefits, but when you see it, it's so gratifying, you know, inversions and balancing hormones and, mm. you know, a lot of students who are on hormone replacement therapy and you find a year later they don't need it anymore mm. because they're, they've got their inversions and when they initially walk in they're on you know the therapy and they also can't do it they can't even lift their legs up a wall yeah. because their their hormones are so out of whack mm. you know and they're just you realize that the chemicals are just taking care of the symptoms they're yes. not necessarily alleviating the actual issue and yoga seems to do that so Let's go with that. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I've seen it myself, so, yeah, so I hear yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> if someone wanted to come into a yoga class for the first time and they were unsure, what would you say to them to help relieve any misconceptions? The first thing I always say to people is yoga is about listening to your body. So listen to it as yeah. you go through. You don't have to do everything that is presented to you. It's just a guide. Do what you can. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing and just work within yourself and see where you're at and don't overdo it and, and just feel into it rather than people suddenly go into their head and think, you know, I'm failing this. I'm, you know, yeah. there's no right or wrong. It's just learning to work with your own body to maximize the benefits. Yeah. So that's, that's the approach. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of yoga as opposed mm. to an exercise class where mm. sometimes in a in an exercise class, they're pushing, whereas in yoga, you're right. It's about going in and really listening to your body and honouring what your body needs in the time. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. it's very different. Yeah, yeah, especially in yin, you know, that's part of our teaching is that you're never forcing your way in. Yeah. You're using the breath to fall into your body. Yes. So you're just using gravity and um, and experimenting at, at the depths and, mm. and that's going to be different at different times and that's all part of it and then you can start to realize where you're at wh where you're limited where you're not and, and that is working with your body and yeah 
part of the teaching. It's fantastic. <laughs> Do you incorporate breathing exercises and meditation into your your personal yoga practice, but also in your classes? Yeah, I've always done that. So we always start with some pranayama, some breath work initially, just to go into the body and look around and see if you sat down with some obvious anxieties and mm. things that are coming up. And then that way you you move people into the breath. And then at the end, I always do meditation. I do a, a, a guided visualization. It makes me more adventurous because mm. I'm always going out looking for new experiences that then I can bring into into the class and a lot of people I know has inspired them as well to go out and do things like I know my visualization this morning was um, I did a sunrise stand-up paddle a couple of mornings ago which was just absolutely stunning and I brought that into the class and hopefully it's inspired some people and and even if they're not physically able though I find that they they can get lost in it and a lot of that visualization I say to people I go through what I've seen, yeah. but often it'll bring back a memory, like one portion will mm. take you somewhere yes, um, and something you need to see and mm. to enjoy and to relive, go there. Mm. Or, you know, people often walk out and go, oh, bugger, you know, I fell asleep. And I'm like, well, your body needed to sleep in that moment. So honor that, mm. you know, you're still sitting in the energy, yeah. you're still getting the benefits it needed to sleep. So mm. just enjoy that and, you know, just making everything not an issue. Yeah. And also showing people that any time they are stressed, they can actually go into a visualisation and take themselves to a happy place, reset mm. and come back. And teaching them too that often their perspective has an influence on whatever's happening at the time. So yeah. learning to work on that perspective and just taking a breath, resetting and usually what's going on in front of them will reset as well mm. because they're, they're manifesting, they're, they're producing it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, they can work with it. And that really is a life skill. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think one we should be teaching our children as well as adults. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Is there a best practice or a tip that you can share with our listeners? Say they want to start a home practice, what might you recommend? I remember someone wisely told me, once upon a time, um, someone I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> that um, that um, meditation, yeah, you can sit in a corner and make things quiet and all the rest of it. But the real benefit comes into making it part of your everyday life, your everyday existence. And we live in such a beautiful place here in Kaima. And so the minute you walk out the door, you're in paradise. You know, people say to me, how, you know, how to stay fit. And I say, look, look around you, you know, <laughs> like walking, cycling, surfing, you know, all the rest of it. And in that, the mindfulness and the meditation in that whatever you're doing, being completely present in that and flowing with that. And again, yeah, you can have a, a practice at home and it's the same principle, yeah. just being completely immersed. And even if it's only, 10 minutes a day and reassessing what's important. And I remember for a while, I remember life was really busy and all the rest of it. And what I did, I put a, a meditation stool next to the chair that I always had my work clothes on. Right. So in the morning when, you know, I was ready to, to get ready to, to head out the door and go to work, 
I'd get to that chair and I'd look at the meditation stool and instead of thinking, oh, bugger, you know, I didn't get time to meditate again today, I look at the stool and think, oh, bugger, I can't go to work yet. I haven't <laughs> meditated. And it was only ever five or ten minutes. But what I found is then everything flowed so much better. Mm. Getting to work, getting the work done, mm. if I'd stopped for that five or ten minutes before I got dressed, yeah. rather than neglecting it because I was running late, mm. you know. Late is a relative yes. relative term. Yes. So, and, and I found that balance. I thought, yeah, it's all a a matter of how you look at it, isn't it? Yeah, and it really does <laughs> yeah. set you up for yeah. your day if you do it first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's best practice. Yeah, I, and I yeah. agree with you. And one, one of my teachers, she told me the same thing. She said meditation is more important than eating, brushing your teeth, anything else that comes first. Mm. And I think if you learn to do that, you can really shift your perspective on life and, and start to really feel that mindfulness and that meditative quality throughout mm. your entire day. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's switch to the studio. What challenges or obstacles have you faced owning a studio and how did you overcome them? There's a lot of yoga here in Kaima, mm. which is a wonderful thing. Yes. So from a, a business point of view, it, it's hard to get enough numbers through the doors to keep those doors open. And the way we've approached it is that we, we don't, rely on any one thing mm. uh, we've got practitioners here we've got massage therapy myotherapy going on we're sitting here in a recording studio i love it um yeah we have uh, we've had all sorts of different uh, things going on downstairs mm. different practitioners mediums uh, we had a, a colonics down there at one stage so all different things to keep the whole thing going yeah and it, it's interesting over the like we've been here five and a half years now. The the, the studio for me, it, it's its own entity. Mm. It makes up its own mind of what it wants and what it doesn't want, and what works and what doesn't work. And there always seems to be enough, mm. uh, like there's abundance, so yeah. that we do keep those doors open yeah. without worrying about it too much, without just going along for the ride mm. rather than so. It's an interesting ride. Yes. Um, and I, you know, personally, I don't, I don't rely on it, so it takes the pressure off. Yeah. But it provides enough. Mm. It, it just seems to all be flowing the way it's meant to. You're very zen about it, mm. and that that lack of stress is projected. Yeah. And you can feel it through the whole place. Mm. So I think that's great that you carry that for your business and for the whole place, and I think it really does imbue the whole place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely great. Yeah, thank you. How do you keep yourself motivated and inspired to keep practicing yoga? You've been doing it for a while now. Yeah, I've, I know my body quickly tells me that I'm lacking it if, mm. if I stop. I guess the Zen's going through that as well, is yeah. that I don't really think about it too much. It just happens. And different things, we have a lot of sound healing events and all yeah. sorts of things here and when I'm meant to be at something, it, I just happen to, to be there. You know, the, everything opens up. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do now? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's on. Yes. I'll go along and join that. And um, and just being in the flow of it. And, and I often have conversations with this studio and say, what are we doing now? Are, are we meant to go that way or this way? Guide me and, and whatever comes along. I, I just flow with that. 
it's always interesting. It's always varied. It's great yeah. to connect to your inner guidance and to mm. trust what it says. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting at the moment is that in the last few months I've had some of my past teachers reappear and and and, and, and are teaching this. Yeah, two or three at the same time. Mm. The three actually, yeah. Yourself, Gemma and, and Katie, Derek. It's a, it's great not being the student anymore and yeah. just you know, sharing the experience that um, and know, does, I walked into back then. Mm, yeah. It yeah. does feel full circle for me. There's de- definitely something very special about this place. Yeah. And I think yeah. you've created that with your energy and your your zen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I know um, in the studio itself, I, especially with our yin classes on Friday morning, you know, there's always this vortex. There's always a vortex of energy in there that... Um, and I, and I try and inform all the students. I say, look, you know, you walk in, you feel that vortex, but you've also helped create mm. that vortex. So it feeds you, but you're feeding it. What they're finding, what we're all finding, is that you walk in, and if there are any issues, just throw them into the vortex, yeah. and they get they get flushed out. And it's an actually an an easy way to to get rid of stress out of the body. It's an interesting, very interesting process. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. happens in places like this. People mm. know that they can let go of their stuff. Yeah. And we're here to help yeah. facilitate them in clearing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that's the magic of it all. <laughs> <laughs> There's much more to a yoga class than just the physical <laughs> practice. So what do you see for this place in the future? It'll decide. Mm. And I'm along for the ride. And for me, it's just making sure I don't burn out yeah. and don't um, just go with it and, and keep it moving along. And, and at some point, uh, maybe someone will step in and keep it going. Mm, um, maybe. Because, you know, when, when I'm ready to to pass on the baton, I'm hoping that someone can facilitate what it becomes. Yeah? The next so, stage. The next stage, yeah, absolutely. So you've been a Kayama local for a while. How long have you been here for? 15 years. Yeah. So apparently another 20 and I'll be a local. Yeah, I know. The word so, local is very yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of conjecture around that word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a place of, it's definitely a place of healing. I know I needed a lot of healing when I arrived. And with, you know, all the volcanic rock around, with, with Guy having come to the surface, I think that, yeah, it's definitely a place of healing. Mm. So Definitely a special yeah. place. Yeah, we know definitely. that. That's why we're yeah. here. And how can people find you? We have a website and also Facebook, Instagram. So my son, I'm not very literate with all that stuff, but my son runs the website and my wife does all the social media. If anyone thinks they're talking to me on social media, they're <laughs> not actually. <laughs> I might be the face, but I'm not the words. But my wife takes care of that yeah. and, and she yeah, consults all of that. And I, I still like to do um, a newsletter every few weeks mm-hmm. um, with that little personal touch. So we have a large email list and, and we add people to it as they come to the studio with the choice that they can opt out. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah, and it's interesting. We have a we have a board out the front on the street that has always got people standing in front of it. I think <laughs> much to the chagrin of, of people, especially on the on the weekends here in Kaima where it's Shoving room only, and you yes. know, you got people sitting there reading <laughs> things on boards, and um, but it's all part of the small town thing. And uh, yeah, and the web address is Google Emergency Yoga Kayama, uh, and and it'll come up. 
next one. Quite easy, even I can find it. So it must be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough then. <laughs> well, thank you very much for talking to me today. No worries. It's been thank very insightful. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll plug your um, yoga for for stress relief on Tuesday night oh, as yes. well yep. at 6 p.m. So that's um, happening here at the studio and well worth checking out. So, yeah. The more the merrier. We'll see you on the map. Yeah. I'll see you there. You. Cheers. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Path to Wellness. Join us next time where we continue to explore complementary and integrative health practices. Till then, stay well and keep exploring your path to wellness. This podcast was produced by Kaima Community Radio.